Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson. I'm Matt O'Hara. And I'm Gary Price. And we're here today to wrap up our 2021 rookie running back segments with today's show and the Nerd Herd show. So mm-hmm. we got 12 more prospects to talk here, break down. Um, I do want to apologize to Gluteus Minimus. Uh, I do feel like I was a little harsh on him last week in the Nerd Herd episode. <laughs> if you missed that, it would be coming out on YouTube. But we had a long debate about Gluteus Minimus, otherwise known as Jarrett Patterson. Right. Um, you know, I crushed him for being so small. And then after all the watching all these other small running backs, this class is weird because there's three good running backs and then there's some other running backs and some have a couple upside and then other ones are real small. Gluteus Minimus, Jared Patterson is really small, but after all finishing all my running back tape, uh-huh. he's the best small running back in the class. Hey-o. We, we finally got him. We, we finally got him. Got him. <laughs> but I like this tape, but to be fair, I would never, <laughs> Here we I, go again. Yeah. I never disc Gluteus Minimus's tape. Just it was just his size. I mean, if you could hide behind a butt cheek, just one butt cheek. You're small. So <laughs> I apologize, Gluteus. Won't happen again. I'll be drafting you, my rookie draft, in the late third round. There you go. There you go. Uh, that's that's fair. That's fair. And then before, because I got some news on Twitter here going, you know, uh, there's a big San Francisco trade. There San was. Francisco moves up to number three. Obviously, you got to assume that's a quarterback because nobody gives up three first-round picks no. for a guard uh, or a tackle or a wide receiver. Only a quarterback. Only a quarterback. Which is weird because you thought you could get that for Deshaun Watson, but you know, Deshaun Watson's kind of ooh, too hot. Don't touch. Yeah. So uh, no, I no. said, I was like, oh, I put a tweet out there. Whoever San Francisco uh, drafts instantly goes to my number two. <laughs> and somebody instantly wrote me going, Rich, you said no matter what happens in the draft, <laughs> it's Travis, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. Well, friends... That was yesterday. <laughs> so <laughs> big news, big changes. That changes everything. It does because, yeah. like San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan is known as offensive coordinator as just being very quarterback friendly. He opens up lanes for quarterbacks. I love. I would love, still love Zach Wilson. I love him in the Jets, but Justin Fields, like all Justin Fields' uh, worries that I have for him, the red flags I have, I'm about you know being blitzed and. Uh, being under pressure, like Shanahan would clear all that up. He hit, give him clean throwing lanes. Like he had his pro day today, he looked great. Justin Fields is the perfect quarterback to look great in pro days. But was just where was Kyle Shanahan today? Uh, Alabama's pro he day. Was watching, at Alabama's pro day. Watching Mac Jones, not at Justin Fields. Yeah, that's what you do when you want to trick people. You don't go where you're supposed to be. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, <laughs> there's I first, a lot of smoke here. My first, my first inclination yeah. was similar to you, Matt. Like, oh no. And then, like, the more I thought about, it, I was like, I go to the guy I wanted either. Like no. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to throw as many, like, you know, I'm messing people. I'm messing with people's head as much as I can. Yeah. Listen, Mac Jones is a nice prospect. He is. And I, he I is. heard all the rumors saying, Hey, don't be surprised if it's Mac Jones. Yeah. My left gluteus minimus. And that's Mac Jones. <laughs> I'm going to be very surprised. Very surprised. Very surprised. Um, I'm with you. If, if it's Trey Lance, uh, with his minimal start again, if they're moving up three picks to get him, like I'm going to trust Kyle Shanahan. I, I mean, the kid has the tools. The kid does have. If talking, there was somebody, talking Trey Lance now, yeah, yeah, Trey Lance. Trey Lance has a ton of tools. Yeah, he he's very yeah. toolsy. So risky. Is it risky for him to do that? Sure, but I mean, he looked when he had Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan looked like the greatest quarterback yeah. of all time, like yep. MVP year. So I mean, this this guy has way more raw ability best, than most of these quarterbacks year, in the league right now. Best yep. year RG three had Kyle Shanahan. Yep, Kirk Cousins that's best year, but where did he strive with? Kyle Shanahan. Matt Ryan looked really good. Kyle Shanahan. Yep. Jimmy Garoppolo goes to the Super Bowl. Bill Belichick and Kyle <laughs> Shanahan. So, I mean, but that's, that's good company, right? That's good company. So, but we're not talking San Francisco. There's plenty of time to talk NFL players. What's going on? NFL draft after the NFL draft, right? Plenty yep. of time. That. In the meantime, we have to scout these players, talk about these players, and give you our breakdown of these players. Yep. But before we get into these running backs, let me tell you about one of our friends that's Dynasty Depot. Like we mentioned just a couple shows ago, we have a new partnership with Dynasty Depot. And I get people all the time to ask me on Twitter, on, on social media, on the Facebook page, where can I join a new Dynasty League? Well, Dynasty Depot gives you the perfect opportunity to join either a low stakes or a high stakes league on an FFPC platform, which is a high stakes platform, and buy new Dynasty teams. Join any league you want. 
Dynasty Depot offers that opportunity for you to join a Dynasty League on a platform where a Dynasty League is never folded, which says a lot about the platform itself. It so Dynasty Depot is giving you opportunity to not only join more Dynasty Leagues, but offer you an out as well to sell your Dynasty teams, to make some money, to, to just get out and get some money back. It, it, there's so many opportunities at Dynasty Depot. And right now, by using the promo code NERDS at Dynasty Depot, you can get their yearly package for a huge discount of $14.99. Now, this gives you opportunity to go in there, bid, and buy teams and sell teams. So if you ever were felt limited to how many Dynasty Leagues you could join because you didn't want to be committed to that, long-term Dynasty Depot gives you the platform to buy and sell Dynasty teams. So it's not just buy new teams. It's also sell your old teams and sell them for a profit. Uh, I I was talking to the owner, uh, Nelson of Dynasty Depot, and he's saying that a lot of people will build these teams. They'll win the championship and then they'll sell the team and then go do another startup draft because they're that confident in their startup ability. And then you're double dipping, right? You get the first place money, then you sell, and now you're getting second place money too. So you're making some really good money over there at Dynasty Depot if you do it right. And guess what? If you do it wrong and you hate your team, put on Dynasty Depot. Take the so, loss, move on to another team without feeling bad or leaving somebody high, high and dry. All I ask you to do is go out there, check it out, DynastyDepot.com. Use that promo code NERDS. Get that huge discount and see how you can turn a loser into a winner and make some money both ways by selling it and winning championships and also give you an opportunity to maybe potentially join a high stakes league for a very minimal discount up front. And of course they have their leaderboard as well to give you a chance to win entry into the high stakes league of champions there, the, the big game that you have win $500,000 in first place. And wow, I don't know about you, but I can use $500,000. Yeah. That would pad the pockets real nice. I could figure out how to mm-hmm. spend that. Yeah. yeah. If my dad was Jeff Bezos, I could still use $500,000. <laughs> now I'm just selfish. You, you know, what's nice about this too. We always talk about how fun it is to draft. You could be that guy that drafts like 15 teams and just sell them all just right away. Yep. Just, just cause you like to draft Buy, draft sell. Yeah. If you're really good at drafting, like dude, every time I draft a team, I make a profit. Like yeah. this is great. Like just keep drafting. That's drafting. the best part. That was the best part uh, about what you said last week about them is, is if you have one thing that you're really good at in dynasty, maybe you're not a great, a uh, great person at starting, you know, your, your lineup week in and week out. Don't even get to that point. Get <laughs> to just just the do season. the off season <laughs> and then sell and then wait till the next off season, buy in again, do all the draft stuff, sell again. There yeah, you go. Don't let the season start and tell it, show it, let everybody see how bad of a job you did. <laughs> yeah. Just draft it and let it look good on paper. Like how many like, dude, you draft the team. You're like, this, this looks great. Is beautiful. You're like, I'm selling this. Yeah. Like, I'll give you a dollar. <laughs> like shit. Let me try again. <laughs> so dice to devote. Check it out, DynastyDevo.com. Use the promo code NERDS. Now let's get into these running backs. So first running back on uh, the list today we're going to talk about is Travis Etienne out of Clemson. 5'10", 210 pounds. Now, last week we we all went over our top three running backs. I had Najee first, Travis Etienne second, Javante Williams third. Love all three, right? This is not a knock on Javante, not a knock on Etienne. You guys both had Javante Williams first. Correct. And then you both had Najee two, Etienne three. You said you were close on it. You flipped back to uh, Najee at two, right? I, I had, yeah, I had ETN um, before I dug even deeper, but now ETN has kind of fallen back into the three spot for me. So, yeah, yeah I, I'm still a big fan of ETN. I still, him and Javante Williams are neck and neck for me. I want to see landing spots because I, Travis ETN, after even digging deeper, is he's landing spot dependent for me. Very so much so. You know, if he lands on the Jets, if he lands in San, San Francisco, those are prime opportunities. And, but, Again, we're talking about a very accomplished run, runner here. He Travis Etienne out of Clemson's ACC's all-time leading rusher with a career of 4,952 yards in four years. Very talented. I can remember, as a, as a true freshman, this is a guy who came out, played in 13 games, wasn't a starter, 107 carries, 766 yards, averaged over seven yards a clip, 13 touchdowns. Only had five receptions because that wasn't a strong suit. Comes back again, ties AC record, 26 touchdowns, 12 receptions, 78 yards. Um, this is a guy who year in and year out produced. And you would you could argue his last year there was on the ground his worst, his worst year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he did take a big step forward in the passing game. Throughout his career, he's got 78 total touchdowns in four years, with 16 of those going over 40 yards. This is a guy who is a three-down runner, essentially. Like he could be on the field at all times for you and help an NFL football team. I mean, he's got he's got good hips. He's got good speed. His contact balance is really nice. Uh, he's actually, he has the power enough to actually go through pot, uh, tackles. 
So he's not a weak runner. Podcast. Yeah, he <laughs> can that power, power through, the, power right through that podcast. He's, he shows some patience. Uh, he's got some really good cutting and pay, playing ability. He's a he's a he's a big play player. He's a big he's, play he's, player. I big definitely player. agree with that. He is a big play waiting to happen. I think that's where I think most of his value is is getting him in space, letting him turn on his jets and kind of find a crease and go. Because I don't, I, I think he runs a little bit tentatively in between the tackles, and and that it almost makes him look slow. I know he's not slow because I've seen him in right. the open field, but I just I just don't know if he if he doesn't move laterally well enough, or if if his if his vision if he's just being patient or or, or what. But to me, he looks tentative. He, he doesn't look like he just he's not one of these guys that's going to find a hole and go. He's kind of like picking and choosing a little bit too much for me. But if you get him, if you get him to the outside, you get him to the edge of the defense. I think that's where he can really he finds a crease and he'll go, and that's where these big plays happen. And you know, if if it's a slower guy, it's a three to five yard gain. But with him, he he's breaking off chunk plays, and I could see he has the speed and explosiveness. I think it's going to translate to the NFL because you know, obviously the NFL game there aren't a lot of big plays, but I think he is one of these guys that has the ability to at least translate that big playability to the NFL. I've I've been a big fan of Travis Etienne over the years, uh, even coming into last year. For now, this was before I did my deep ta- mm-hmm. tape dives and whatnot. But like he was at the tippy top of the class, he was right there with Dobbins and Swift and and Taylor and all those guys. Like it was a real debate as to who was going to be number one. And for a while, I was favoring Etienne and, and it ended up being Dobbins. And then he didn't even come out, so I didn't have right. to worry about it. Yep. All that being said, when I really sat down and dug into the tape this year, there were a lot of things a lot of nuances that I picked up on, a lot of nuances that I noticed that have me a little more concerned. So he is, we, we've already described him as a boom bust player and my nerd score really kind of describes that. So he comes in at third on my nerd score and he is just a hair behind Najee Harris at a 74.5. That's what he came in at. But if you look at his numbers, it's really, really interesting. So things like uh, ability to break tackles, game speed, Burst is absolutely elite. His burst is crazy. Like all of these things, we're we're talking like eights and nines and things like that. But then there's other things like his vision, his elusiveness, uh, pad level, physicality, pass protection. Those are all below average. His his pad level is pretty bad. Yeah, he has a tendency to really um, get hit hard and um, take some shots uh, just due to the fact that he plays much too high, in my opinion. Uh, So it's... It's definitely it's definitely an area of concern, I think, for 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 Travis. Yeah. What's nice about him, and I understand, like you know, the wiggle aspect for a guy, because you would expect a guy like him to have a little bit more wiggle. The way you know, just, just looking at the stats built, alone, yeah. right, and, and the way he's built. But to me, when I, when I look at him, is I'm always we say when I scout players, I'm scouting players also on their skill set, but what do they bring to the fantasy football table, right? And when I look at Travis Etienne, I do look at a big time player who's probably gonna have some pretty good draft capital. He's probably yep. gonna be a second round pick. I would love him on the Jets. I love him. He's not going to be there for San Francisco. They don't have a second round pick, but I would love him on the Jets in the second round. I would love him there. Yeah. Um, the outside, the outside zone scheme, get him on the outside, get him a field, find an open field, and get up north. So to me, ETN it offers really nice high upside for fantasy football production. Where I like Javante Williams, I do, and I I could see him being that you know twenty five carry a game guy, yep. averaging right around eighty five yards a, a game, somewhere around there. You know what I mean? Which is nice, but that that's good for about running back. I can see this now, like running back nineteen, which is a quality running back, right? Travis Etienne, outside zone scheme, uh, number one running back in this offense. He will per game get you a couple big plays, right? Like he's going to translate to fantasy football production, where maybe his yard per carry isn't as high maybe, or his touches aren't as high, but the fantasy production should be there for a guy like Travis Etienne, where almost like for a while there, when you own Chris Johnson back in the day for the Titans, sure. right? Like he wasn't, he wasn't like every time you watch every time Chris Johnson ran the ball, it was like, okay, okay. But then a couple times a game, boom, there it is. 75 yards and a touchdown or an 80 yard run or you know, with him, the way he stepped up his reception. And this is a guy who took his receiving game up big time this year. 48 receptions, 588 yards, good for 12.3 yards. That, per that's catch. what it's really going to come down to for me is, and and this is something I talked about with my nerd score. I don't factor it as high. You know, yes, we saw him really excel in the receiving game. He's going to have to go to a team that's going to use him. Now, their games are different, but they're going to have to use him like Alvin Kamara. 
Like that is that is his his path to success. The eight to ten carries a game because I don't think many teams are going to be giving him twenty carries a game. No, I don't. I, th- I, I, don't th- I don't think he's built for that. To be honest, yeah, I don't. I don't think. But it's you know eight to ten carries a game, and then on top of that, another five receptions a game. Yeah, if yeah. if you get him in like one of these one of these uh, teams that loves to run screens to the yep. to the uh, to the running backs, or just get him get him the ball quickly out in space, I think that would be a great fit for him because because. He even on big plays that he seemed, you know, even you know between the tackle, big big plays, they were gaping holes that he was running through, and he was sure. just able to go. And that's and that's what he needs a lot of the times, I think, to have his big plays. Yeah, and he, he, I mentioned it before, but the way he is going to win, it, his top speed is good. You know, he ran that four four flat. Like mm-hmm. we're not concerned in the least. But it's that zero to sixty. That's what makes him special, and that is where if you told me three years from now he's one of the better running backs in game, I don't think that's going to be the case, but if he was, that would be the reason is because he can accelerate and then take contact pretty well and then go right back to 60, and that's what he does best. So if if he goes to the right team, the right scheme, those are the, those are the tools that will make him that that type of guy. What do you weigh in on his pro day? Two fifteen. Two fifteen. So and I which found, I was shocked. I found it really interesting that he didn't do any of the shuttles though. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he he is a very straight line type of guy. I don't think he moves all that well laterally, and I think that's running backs typically will avoid those kind of drills if they can, if they know that they're not going to test well in it. But a guy like that, I mean, there's a lot of running backs that find success. I mean, like Derrick Henry's an example. Like he doesn't move well laterally. He's a, he's a Derrick Henry's a completely a completely different, different running back. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of room for success at the at the NFL running back to be a one cut runner. There's a couple of running backs here we're going to talk about today um, that are really fine one cut, get up north in a hurry kind of runners like sure. Herbert. You know what I mean? Like there's there's room for success there. It's not, is there is there room for a no cut runner? Because <laughs> that's what I kind of feel like. He, yeah. I don't. I don't there, know that he's room even for him got, at the barber shop. I don't even cut know off. if he, he's a, a cut runner. Like I don't. I just don't know. Yeah, I, I, and I he's under, a go straight guy, man. I under, and I understand that yeah. as well. I, I I think sometimes it's like we want every running act to be have the perfect skill set. Sure. Right? Like we want mm-hmm. you to be the Saquon Barkleys. We want you to be because even like you mentioned Alvin Kamara doesn't have that skill set. I think he could be a better you know in between tackles runner than a guy like Alvin Kamara if needed. So to me. There's when I look at Travis Etienne is I think there's a path for him to be a very successful fantasy football running back. So if he goes to a team like the Jets, for example, and say Javante Williams go to the Pittsburgh Steelers, I would still keep Travis Etienne as my number two running back. If Javante Williams goes to the Atlanta Falcons and then Travis Etienne went to the Pittsburgh Steelers, I would move Javante Williams to my number two running back. Sure. They're very close for me. Like they're both very talented running backs. I like them both a lot. But the path to success and to su- success for me personally is fantasy football points. Like I did a video on Naheem Hines. I think Naheem Hines is sure. a great video buy this year because of the opportunity and the cost value he offers in the fantasy football value. You know what I mean? Like there, there is value there. We, I say it all the time. Is Alvin Kamara the best running back in the NFL? Absolutely not. He's probably not even top eight. But he's absolutely one of the best fantasy football running backs sure. in the game today. And, and that's why I like Travis Etienne. And – that's why I have to wait to see where he goes. Yeah, and that's to, fair. To, to, to find out exactly where he's going to settle. But right now he's third. Is there some sort yeah. of opportunity like you just laid out that he could leapfrog um, and become number two in my? Yes. He's not is. far behind right. for you is the yep. point. And again, that's. Remember, but for us, it's Najee. It is Najee. ETN yeah. battling. Yeah. Yep. And for yeah. you, it's Javante and ETN. It's Javante and ETN. Yeah, because to me, Najee is still my clear cut yeah. number one. The, right the last thing I'll say on him before we move on. The, the 215 was interesting because always before he was playing around 202, mm-hmm. 205, to like, is he actually a 215-pound guy? Because even watching him, like, he, he wasn't wearing that 215 well. He wasn't. Uh, it, it did didn't you look, see the pro day? I did. I yeah, watched the pro day. I watched day, it, too. And it, it didn't look like – it looked like he put on a lot of weight at the last minute yep. just trying to bulk up. We see that all the time. You know, and so I don't think he's – going to be wearing 215 at the NFL level. He looked I like he was wearing around, he looked like he was wearing a sweatshirt. It was. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I think he's going to be more around that 205 mm-hmm. which you could still get it done at 205. I'm not saying you can't, but it, you don't typically see somebody get 15 to 20 carries a yeah. game at 205. He's got to be we I think we've said it three yep. times now. He has to be utilized in the right scheme. Yep. But I think you would hope an NFL team that's going to draft him uh would do it for scheme. It's a reason why Cam Akers went over J.K. Dobbins in the draft. They felt Cam Akers fit their scheme sure. better than J.K. Dobbins does. And that's that really is, amongst all these players, is 
where do they land? What scheme are they going into? Because sure. a good scheme can make an average player great, and a bad scheme can make a very good player very average. So yep. it, it is very important. And we'll be paying attention to it when we talk about it after the draft. But overall, top three rookie running back. Yep. And definitely in the upper tier. For sure. Because after that, we're dropping down. For Let's sure. move on. Let's do it. Chuba Hubbard, Oklahoma State, six foot, 208 pounds, a Canadian. Coming to play American football, who actually had to sit out his first year so he could learn the American rules of football. Canadian. I now, a Canadian. This a Canadian. was a guy in 2019. Now, 20, now we're talking Chuba Hubbard. We're talking two, two, two different two, Chuba Hubbards. 2019 Chuba, 2020 Chuba. Mm-hmm. 20, 2019 Chuba led all of FBS with 328 carries. So fast. And... Rushing yards, right? And rushing yards. He averaged about 26 carries per game at 2,094 yards rushing, 6.4 yards per carry, 21 touchdowns, 23 receptions, 198 yards. 2020 comes along, 133 carries, 625 yards. I'm not going to play the whole year kind of thing going on around here. And uh, He did opt out, yeah. A, a big downhill. Now, going into this, like, I was, I was really down on Chuba, like, big time. Like after after we're like watching some of the tape, mm-hmm. going back again this year, looking at some of that 2019 tape more than the 2020 tape, I'm I'm okay with Chuba again. It's fine. I like. I'm with you there. there. I feel the exact same way. I was totally out on Chuba. I I was like, I don't really. I'm not down with this guy. And then I went back and I dug deeper. And there, I think there are some things to like. The problem is, he just doesn't do anything exceptional you know what well, I mean? he does one thing exceptional be super super fast well yeah i'd like to see uh, yeah i, like I mean vision. track speed his, yeah he has legitimate track speed i think it's good vision like, he, i was pretty like, i came away i was like dude like he's got pretty good vision like you said i mean he i have him at above average so i'm with you he's pretty like he's he, he's got pretty good instincts mm-hmm. when it comes to running the football he's got pretty good vision he's got top end speed there's there's no second gear with him though it's like here i am there and, I go. And maybe that's why he doesn't look like he's going fast because he gets up to that to, to his top speed very, very, very quickly. And there isn't like a, a third gear, so to speak. Yeah. But I guess who needs a third gear when you're – the thing is I, I, I struggle. I, I wanted to see some times on him, and obviously their pro day I think is like tomorrow sure. or two days from now. So we're, so we'll get some of those numbers coming in. Uh, they'll be rolling in this week uh, as they kind of become available. But um, – the contact balance and and his ability to break tackles, I think, is, is probably his biggest weakness mm-hmm. that I saw on tape. Anyway, he he's I mean he's one of these guys, a very Ronald Jones Jones esque type of player in the fact that any kind of contact brings him down, in my opinion. Yeah, my the one thing you see here, I wrote in bold: not a power guy. Mm-hmm. Don't expect to break a lot of tackles at the next level. That is very it's, bold it's, and, and big. That's my number it's one. Very thing bold I, and big. <laughs> what's my number one concern about him? Yeah. It's like it's the reason why we were down on Ronald Jones. So yeah. what's fair to be about Chuba Hubbard about the same thing? But we saw a path for some fantasy football relevancy. I think Chuba Hubbard's a very nice running back. They'll go to NFL team that, you know, he has some fumble issues. I saw some fumble issues there. Yep. There's going to be a really nice running back by committee kind of guy. All of a sudden, Leonard Fournette gets hurt, and then you're down to your third string tight end. And now all of a sudden, <laughs> a guy like Ronald Jones or Chuba Hubbard's got to come in, and they can produce a couple games for you. Right, right. I For a guy of his size, who he's a little lean, but – which that's sense how tall, fast yeah. he is. That's another thing that I want to see from the pro day, his actual size. Because he he's tall. He doesn't look 208 pounds even uh, on tape. No. It's because he's like six foot one. But he's yeah, if he's six foot one, two hundred and you'll you'll look pretty lean. Yep. But if he's actually, you know, they they list him at six foot. If he's actually five foot eleven, he's probably gonna be down closer sure. to two hundred pounds looking at his frame. Yeah. But I mean he carried I mean it, Remember, he led college football in carries. So, like, he showed that he could tote the rock. Like, mm-hmm. it, his frame wasn't a concern, at least at, at school. And he, this is a guy, I mean, when he got behind the line of scrimmage with his speed, like, he showed he could do some create. Like, I was, at first, I thought he was like, if you asked me a month ago, like, Chuba Hubbard, like, oh, he's just very one-dimensional. Like, getting the ball, getting mm-hmm. north. But like I said, when I dove back in a little bit more, like, okay, here he is behind the, the, the line of scrimmage. His vision looks pretty good. He he can create a little bit on his own here. Uh, he's obviously got the speed to get up north. He's got somebody who, you said, pass fail on hands, right? Yep. He passes, he passes the hands. Oh, yeah. like, Definitely. Mostly screens, mostly in the flat. But when he got the ball in his hands, 
He moved. He's and, fast. and he moves pretty good laterally as well. He's not too stiff. Well, you know what I mean? He, he's not like one of these guys that has super loose hips, but I think he can he can at least be a one-cut runner. <laughs> he is more elusive than than, than ETN, which he, isn't much. But. He's yeah. agile enough where he does get that nice little one-cut. He's a one-cut runner. He had a, had a yeah. couple spin moves in there that I saw mm-hmm. as well. So yeah. to me, Chuba Hubbard's stock for me is up. Definitely amongst a class of running backs that are average at best. Like this is... This draft class for 2021 that we talk about that's so great, that's so deep, it's a very, very top, it's very wide receiver deep with a couple very high-end prospects on on the other positions. Like, we got three solid running back prospects. But to be fair, out of all those prospects, you know, if you throw them in the class of the last three years, like, where we know, like, they're not high up that, you know, they're they're not excelling at a high level, but they're very good prospects. Kyle Pitts, the best tight end I've ever scouted. Trevor Lawrence, one of the best quarterbacks to come out in a while with a very good quarterback class. So it's a, it's a good class. It's at a deep Hall. class overall, but not The running back's very shallow. So where Chuba Hubbard sits him on that class, because listen, in Dynasty, in fantasy football, everybody needs running back. These guys are going to get drafted, and they're going to get drafted probably higher than some of them should. And who's going to offer the most upside? To me, Chuba falls in that category of like, okay, if I'm going to gamble on one of these rookie running backs – Boils down to fantasy pro- football production, right? right. Yeah. Who could be? Chuba could offer you some of that Chris Johnson fantasy yeah. football upside where I'm okay with getting eight to 10 carries a game because I can put my flex spot because at any game he's busting off an 80 yard 20, run. 25 points. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's getting you either, he's the kind of guy that probably average you about eight to 12 points per game, which is pretty solid. Like if he finishes the year as a running back, too, kind of like Kareem Hunt this year, even though Nick Chubb got hurt, was like, oh, he's running back number seven overall, even when Chubb was there. He's the kind of guy that is explosive enough where I did in the fantasy football year, like, oh, Chuba Hubbard, like he only got X amount of carries, but he was running back twenty six. Like well, we're now now you're everybody nice on Twitter, like, ooh, the sneaky bias, <laughs> Chuba Hunter. But meanwhile, that's just what he is. Well, and the the interesting thing is you talked about his stock being up, which is I mean, I I understand completely why you're saying that, but it's funny after like this down year, his stock plummeted from what it was last year. But I think that's why you guys and, and myself, I'm a little bit interested too, because before we were looking through it out of the lens of he's probably gonna be a second round NFL draft pick or a third right. round NFL draft pick. And we're, you're going to have to take him at the middle of your first round or the end of the first round in drafts. Whereas now he's going late second, early third in, in, uh, in, in our leagues and then in NFL draft terms, he'd be lucky to get in the third round. I think he's more likely probably fourth round for, N- yeah, for NFL round. draft. For oh, NFL draft. For NFL. Sorry, yeah. Yep. yeah, for NFL draft. So I think the expectations of him have shifted and changed so much from what it was last year when you know we were talking about him with Jonathan Taylor and Cam Aker, you know, all those guys. I think that's what's really shifted here. And uh, you know, for him, uh nerd score wise for me. Uh, he came in with a 68.5, which would put him roughly seventh in the class, eighth in the class. At uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, I can live with that. Nine, ten, tenth in the class. Oh, that's a little low for me. Now it's too low. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's there's yeah. definitely not ten on the running. There's not nine other running backs that I would take over Chuba Hubbard. I have him class. slightly lower than that. <laughs> Do you have him slightly lower? See, I still like like uh, Kylan Hill and Jamar Jefferson. Yeah. Like I like them slightly more than I like Elijah Chuba. Mitchell. Who just had a nice pro day here. He did have uh, a nice pro day. I like Herbert more than him as well. So I mean. All right, maybe I, I I have to stack them up. But right now I'm just I'm not it's ranking. I'm be, analyzing. But literally from you know a guy that we're going to talk about Michael Carter in a little bit, like through through Elijah Mitchell, basically like they're all very similar. They like are very it's similar. it's it's going to be you can flip them on their head and it's you know it's all going to be about the same. So a that's lot of these running backs, man, a lot of them have like one thing they could do well, but right. then that's it. So like there's not a lot of fantasy football upside there because you can see him be one dimensional now. One of these guys is going to break the mold. Sure. Like, oh, remember you no, were on the show talking about this guy. You know, okay, yeah, people get better. You know, nobody yeah. thought Justin Herbert was going to be the next coming of uh, John Elway out there. You Although know, we did is. say to draft him as your third quarterback. Damn right, I did. Um, <laughs> but again, Chuba Hubbard, really good twenty nineteen. But like most of us, a big poo poo sandwich in twenty twenty. Yep. But we all ate that sandwich, so um, have, um, give um, him a little slack. So Chuba Hubbard, upside running back, right? Like yep. worth drafting. I would take him in the third round. Um, I, where he, where he lands could even get him as high as the back end of the second round. 
depending where he lands, right? Like I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah, if if he lands in a, in a, a really good spot, yeah, then you could probably take him in the middle of this. If he lands in a Miami or somewhere like that, what if that's he lands got a in a nice little spot for a running back? Like what that. if he lands in the third round to compliment a guy like Mike Davis, right? They want to use Mike Davis for his, sure. his size and his pass catching ability, and they're like, all right, Chuba, we want you to be our home run threat kind of run. There's upside there, you know sure. what I mean? So. We'll, we'll know more, I think, about Chuba, about ranking-wise. Again, we don't like to rank these rookies until they've been drafted because it's kind of – it's almost silly to rank them over – I mean, we rank them on DynastyNerds.com, but, again, it's not silly. It just changes after an NFL draft. It's, it's going to change. Because yeah. we have to factor that in. It, even though it's not as big of a part of an equation as it is for a lot of other people, it, it has to be it part is. of the equation. It, it's not a part of the equation for the top-end guys, but everything other top guys – Top end guys, which is it's about back opportunity. In, the back end of your second round, third and fourth round. So for a more majority of your draft, it's about scheme fit, opportunity, especially at running back. Yeah, I mean, remember how uh, you know, remember how popular like Leonte Crew was, for example. You know, on tape, he looked really good out of Arizona State, and all of a sudden goes to Miami Dolphins. You're like, okay, never mind. Or a running back we love, and then he gets drafted really low. A guy like um, uh, for Washington. Oh my God, I can't remember his name. All of a sudden, Gibson. No, the receiver that we love. Oh, oh you Terry said McClure. Ryan. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Um, um, Kelvin Benjamin. Cal- Kelvin, Kelvin Benjamin. Kelvin, Kelvin Harmon. Oh, okay. Kelvin, not that tub of goo Benjamin. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, things change. So it's, it's, sure. it's just one put a fair assessment on that. Let's move on to another running back, shall we? That was Chuba Hubbard out of Oklahoma State. Nice prospect. Nice prospect. Yeah. Nice prospect. Upside. Now, here's another prospect of a guy that, honestly, I didn't know much about going into. And I came away pretty impressed. Mm-hmm. And it was, Khalil, we're talking about Khalil Herbert out of Virginia Tech. Five foot nine, two hundred and four pounds. This was a guy, even though he was out of Virginia Tech, originally went to Kansas for most of his career, but they got passed up by Puka Williams, decided to redshirt, transferred to VTech in twenty twenty. And when he transferred, he actually did pretty well. He did. Um he ranked fourth in FBS with seven point seven yards per rush. Uh finished the year with one thousand one hundred eighty two yards, one hundred and fifty four carries, uh ten receptions, so one hundred and seventy nine yards, so Pass in the passing game, I suppose. But this <laughs> pass, is just, pass fail, and he I passed. Mean, I really like this guy as a one-cut runner mm-hmm. who could find a hole and get up in a hurry. This guy has great contact balance, yes. very well built, um, showed really, really good vision. Uh, he's somebody that could had good, good enough speed. Good enough speed to get to the outside. Which mm-hmm. He ran a 4-4-6 four, four, at his pro day. Did he? Yeah, he did. So it shows on tape yep. when I came away, I was like, dude, for a guy like that stature, like he runs pretty well. He does. For a guy like him, like, can he get to the outside? Can he get to the outside? Six point nine six in in the um the three cone too. Say so what? he so he can move laterally as well. He it's translating, yeah. And so he's are, got some impressive numbers. A three cone reminder, because we, we're big three cone guys. Yep. I know you and I are, and I'm sure this guy is too. Mm-hmm. Are you? Just nod your head, yes. Uh <laughs> when, when we anytime you mention the three cone, anything under seven seconds is pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm. Like not good, but spectacular. It is. Yep. And he ran a what? Uh, six point nine six. That's really good, man. Uh, that's that's really good. Yep. Now, and that was at two hundred ten pounds. That was his pro day weigh-in. Just to let you know, it was two hundred ten. Yeah, you, you mentioned two hundred four. So it came a little bit yep. bigger. It was yep. Still that. Oh, still that. Uh, still, still that explosive laterally. Laterally, he, he was he was a guy that I saw at the Senior Bowl and watching him play. And there was a few things I walked away from that that impressed me. One, I saw him. Him and Michael Carter were the exact same height. However their build was very, very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Khalil Herbert was built like a running back. He had the legs, he had the quads, he had like the, the frame was there right. for him to be a solid running back. Michael Carter is very lean. He is. He yeah. is. Uh, surprisingly good in like he, he w- did really well in the drills for like pass protection, especially for a guy of his size. I was impressed on like some of the one-on-one stuff that he did. He plays with good pad level. So, I mean, that doesn't does. surprise me that he's able to get down and block some people. So, there's a lot like he strikes me as a guy that is that is a very intelligent player. Like you can kind of see it when he runs. He has a plan for what he's mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he navigates through the hole very well. Not not super quick. Uh, not not incredible agility by any, by any stretch of the imagination. But there's enough that like he has enough in all of the areas that I think he could be one of those guys that later on we're like, you know what? 
he, he actually stuck somewhere. Like there's no, there's no holes where I'm like, oh my gosh, that's gross. Like right. he doesn't do anything gross. He does everything either average or pretty, pretty darn well. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's going to be, you mentioned senior bowl. He's a fifth year senior. So he's a, he's little, a little bit, bit older. older. I think um, he's 20, he's 23 right now. He'll be 24 in November. I mentioned so. he can catch can catch a football, but this is a guy who never caught more than 10 passes in a year in all five years he ever played. Um, again, a little, sometimes when it comes to like, again, I like him as a one cut runner because when you ask him to do more of that, it gets a little bit lumbering. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's uh, like I, maybe it's the hips or the feet. I don't know, but a very solid runner. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned the way he's able to set up defenders, his vision, you mentioned intelligence, the way he could the hit that hole. You mentioned his pad level is fantastic. Yep. His vision's really good. I mean, he sees that hole and he's gone. Like he plants his foot yep. and he's gone. And that's so that four four speed like It makes sense, yeah. I thought it was just I thought he was football fast. Right. But with that with that forty, it makes even more sense. Like, oh I guess so it wasn't football fast. I, I thought it was just the way that he was hitting the hole in his vision allowed him to look like he was faster than he was. I thought he had a good burst to get through there. Yeah. Does have good but acceleration. That pro day totally right. expels that and shows Absolutely. he's actually a pretty good athlete. I'm really impressed with that three cone as well because some of the things I saw with, uh, you know, in that short area, like I liked him when he hit the hole, but we didn't hit the hole and get a little bottled up in a little short area. Like there was not a lot of wiggle there. So that's, yeah, he could, he, he did come away a little stiff at times. I, I could see how you, so that's that. where that came from. But that, yeah. I feel like with that, like there's a lot to work with, with him. So him and the right team and the right scheme with a good running back coach, there's, there's opportunity here for me when, when I, when I look at this class as a whole, I'm like, okay, I like the top three, but like who's outside the top three? Could it be Chuba Hubbard? Mm-hmm. Could it be Michael Carter, Kenneth Gainwell, Gluteus Minimus? Gluteus Minimus uh, is always an option, man. Always an For option. For me personally, I feel like Khalil Herbert is right in that mix of a guy that I want in my dynasty rosters and had the feel of when I'm watching him play. Like this was a guy that I will have on a lot. Same way I talked about Antonio Gibson early sure. last year because, yeah, Antonio Gibson's great. Now, this year, but last year, I was really big on Tony Gibson. A lot of people were just like, uh, maybe, possibly. I was like, I'm going to have Tony Gibson on a lot of my rosters this year. Mm-hmm. That's Khalil Herbert this year. Like, I'm well, not saying he's a Tony Gibson. He's not going to be a second-round pick, but he's somebody I'm going to have a lot of rosters on because I see a very clear path of him being at hashtag two-year window. Now, I'm going to say two-year window. Two-year window. Does the age scare you off a little bit or are you using that as an opportunity to go gobble them up? Cause these guys are only, you know, good for their first contract. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Especially the lower. It's not as important too. to me because he's a first year right. contract guy anyway. So it doesn't matter. He's, right. we're not talking about, he's not, he's not, unless uh, a prospect comes in at like 26, he's not Brandon Whedon. You know. He's not coming with grandchildren. Like this is a guy who's going to come in. Yeah. He's 20, what? 26, 24. He, he'll he will be, be in November. In November. He'll be 24. Yeah. That's super young still. Like, yeah, it's old for fantasy football running backs, but, if he plays for five years, he's out at 29. He's in his peak at 27. You know what I mean? So, like, it's it's a detriment to long-term. But, again, we talk about this all the time. What long-term are you getting? He doesn't fall in that category. You draft Justin Herbert for for that two-year window. Like, he, to me, I draft, he offers I draft Justin window. and Herbert for a long window. But <laughs> Khalil, Khalil Herbert, Herbert just a, just they're a definitely two brothers. to three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what I felt really good about this, too, prospect, when, he get, when you guys came over today before we were going to record a show, I was like, guys, the one running back I came over. Well, actually, you weren't first. I was like, the one running back I can't, I really like this class. I was like, Khalil Herbert. And you're like, oh, I love it. Yeah. You're like, I feel the same way. Yeah. And you're like, you watch him right as we're talking about it. You're like, who are you talking about? We're like, Khalil Herbert. You're like, I like Khalil Herbert. Like, <laughs> I'm like, dang well, it, he's not my guy. I'm like, well, I guess, uh, guess he's not so sneaky. He's not All my right. sneaky Antonio well, Gibson. Let, let me ask you this, though, because we, we've talked heavily about the top three. And then we, I believe that there's like a random little tier of one guy at fourth and then everybody else. So like that fifth spot could be a number of players. Is this a guy that could end up being RB5 for you, even though same tier as a lot of these Who's other guys? Who's your random number four? The, the the first guy we're going to talk about in the next show. Okay, I got you. All yeah. right. Okay. Um, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know that he'll be that high, but I think if he lands in a spot where he has like a dark horse chance mm-hmm. of getting on the field, he'll be going up my board because I think he has some tools to work with. I think he could yeah. be an every down back in the NFL. If given the opportunity. If given the opportunity. Sure. So, so he's, he's, he goes, he's at least intriguing. If he's like Tony Pollard and goes to, you know, Dallas and like, ah, oh, then Khalil Mack, Khalil Her- Herbert drops. But if he goes somewhere again, like I mentioned earlier, a guy like Mike Davis, he goes out to Atlanta to be with Mike Davis. If he goes anywhere where there's a path to carries, 
which there's a lot of opportunity this year. I mean, maybe he goes to Arizona. You know, they got a ton of running backs that are old. Like, there's a path for him to come out late in the year and be there next year. So, to me, he could be number five, but he easily fall number 10 because there's a lot of guys in that mix. There's guys we're talking about in the next show. There's guys we're talking about. Chuba Hubbard could get a bump mm-hmm. in here. There's guys uh, by the like way, Kenneth Gainwell that get a bump I forgot in to here. mention, basically, Herbert and Chuba's uh, scores, number-wise, came out basically identical. Hmm. Now, the, the the levels inside there say, were different. They're completely different they're very guys. Different so I would imagine a lot of those scores are, are off as far as yeah, where they're they level they're complementing each yeah. other yep. as they go up. Yep. But yeah, the the final score ended up almost identical. Like a I think Chuba was a sixty eight, let me look it up. Sixty eight point five and then Khalil Herbert was a sixty eight point four eight. So, like, almost identical. Tweak those numbers. Get those guys exact. (laughs) Come on. I know that you tweak those. (laughs) This running back class is a little bit weird because there's a lot of just, like, average guys here. But there's a lot of upside for a lot of these guys that, if given the opportunity, they could be fancy. Saying there's a chance. So, I mean, the next guy we're going to talk about. But before we get into our next guy, let's have a word from one of our fantastic sponsors, and that is Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike. The guys over at Prediction Strike. You get to buy, sell, trade players just like the stock market. All of these guys, I mention it every week, and I'm going to continue to mention it every week because these types of episodes, when we're going through all of these rookie players and the guys that could pan out, and these are your penny stocks. These are the guys that you buy for real cheap just in case they hit. If you were to buy James Robinson last year just in case, yeah, you're making out pretty, pretty nice Bingo right go yeah. bucks. There's lots of guys like that. This is the perfect time to get in at predictionstrike.com. They have the wonderful app you can use. And best of all, if you sign up with the promo code DYNASTY, you receive $10 free with your first deposit of $20 or more. That's $10 free with the promo code DYNASTY at predictionstrike.com. Check them out. Great opportunity to uh, make some cash like the stock market. And if you want to make some cash, check out our other sponsor, a good friend of ours, is MyBookie. Now, MyBookie is the place I use to go out and make some wagers on sports that I want to win some cash on. Because, again, why pay attention to sports so much and not use that for my uh, own personal gain? And that's to win mucho dinero. Go get him, Biff. Yeah. And I love it. So, my bookie right now, again, you can play in these other bigger platforms by bigger names, I mean, and you're going to deal with a lot of people dealing with a lot of those algorithms, and a lot of guys that don't know a lot about sports are using algorithms to take your cash. Not at my bookie. Go to my bookie. You have a better opportunity to come away a winner. We got March Madness going on right now. You go out there, they have prizes, tournaments, win up to $10,000, and my bookie offers you an opportunity to use our promo code NERDS to secure a deposit bonus up to $1 thousand dollars with the promo code nerds to claim your first deposit bonus they got college ball nba nhl no matter what the sport no matter the minute from tip off the buzzer my bookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie right now live in-game booking future bets, all kinds. They even have table games on my bookie. That, that, that oh. website, that app is outrageous. Uh, check it out today. Promo code nerds. Get up to $1,000 back. I love it. You know what else I love? Running backs. Mm. Back mm. into it with Larry Roundtree out of Missouri, 5'11", 216 pounds out of Missouri. This is a guy who, when I came away watching him, I was like, this is an old school running back yep. right True. here. I mean, there's not a lot of wiggle. And there's not, you know, and the speed's just the kind of guy that just needs someone in front of him just, uh, he's just got, to get hurt. He's got four six two speed. So that's, that's I think he plays a little bit faster than his time speed. Fast enough. Yeah, I think he's fast enough. Uh, but, you know, 216 pounds, I think he plays bigger than that as well. You know what I mean? Like, he does, he has a physical style. I think there's times when he runs a little bit too high and he... He's not playing behind his pads as much, so he, he doesn't push the pile, I think, as much as you'd like him it's, to. It's my concern. Like, yeah. is his style really well fit for college? Yeah. And then he goes to NFL, and it's like, dude, that's not going to work here. I mean, yeah, you have really good contact balance. Um, you have really good bursts. Like, his, his feet, like, almost mm-hmm. like this almost is like another. This is, this is another sub-seven um, three-cone guy, 6.96. Six Again. Good. Yeah, see? Yeah. I like his feet. They yep. know that. But he had, I guess, like, oh, I came with it. For a guy like his size, he has pretty nice feet. Kind of yep. like A.J. Dillon had nice feet, but just wasn't overly productive. But his vision uh, was just. I think his vision is okay. Yeah. Just, uh, he, I wouldn't say that this is one of his better attributes or anything like that. He's very kind go. of, this is where the play is designed to go, and I'm just going to ram my body in there and see what happens. But he does. I mean, he, he's he got good bursts. He accelerate. He'll make his cut. He'll accelerate. He'll get a feel. But. 
there's no real lateral, lateral agility right there. He wasn't overly productive. I mean, he only had only 1,000-yard season, and that was in 2018 as a sophomore when he had 1,216 yards. Um, he didn't fumble the ball a lot, but I did no. see the ball come loose in his hands a lot. Does that, like, you guys notice that? He'll be running the ball. You see the ball come a little loose in his hands at times? I, I, maybe I didn't notice it, no. But, um, I mean, it just, I had a lot of time where it's just like, there's no, um, there's like no tempo to his game. It's just like, you, you said it's one speed ball. and not that fast. Uh, yeah. One speed, one average speed and go. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I have a lot of things on here that, you know, I've talked about the, the grading scale of, you know, like 10 is the best we've ever seen. Zero's like makes me want to vomit and six is average NFL player, which means a, like a backup, you know, if you're average, you're probably a backup. So, uh, he has like a lot of like five through sevens, which all average out to like a lot of sixes basically. Right. And, and he's just, that's what he is overall. He's just a very average guy. There's, there's nothing that's like makes me want to puke or anything like that. But outside there was one thing where he really got plus marks and that was his pass protection. I actually really liked his pass protection Thought he did really well in that aspect. But, but other than that, he strikes me as a guy that'll spend six, seven years in the league and never get bat past being an RB two on a team, but more than more often than not RB three on a team. Like, and he's just gonna live there for his career, and he'll have like three games where people got injured, and you know he got to come in and score a touchdown. And congratulations! He he, he plays some special teams, played special teams as a freshman, so he has special teams uh, talents there. But again, fantasy football weight wise, he's just not the points aren't there. I mean, this is a guy who only had forty seven receptions in four years, yep. and out of those forty seven receptions for two hundred eighty nine yards, so he wasn't even he's just not productive. It's just he does not translate to a fantasy football running back. The tough part for him, too, is he was on not a good team for basically his entire mm -hmm. career, and he's playing in the SEC. Like, anytime you're playing on a bad team in the SEC, like, it's just so tough to put up numbers doing that. But he was a four-year starter, you know, and so I, I do think he's going to I mean, have, especially if you're just an average player. Right. <laughs> so, I mean. You know, <laughs> it, it, I, I think he has a career yeah. in the league, but it's just way down on a bench. I agree with you. Yep. Third special, you know, practice squad player they bring yep. up here and there, but yep. he, he's, he has a talent to be on an NFL roster, but just not. It, he'll, I would be shocked if he was ever fantasy relevant. I agree with that. Yeah. Yep. Barely. For our purposes, he is probably going to be a no name player. Yep. He's a very yep. end of the draft kind and, of player. And even player. that, like there are guys where I see some upside, even though there's tons of downside. After the third round, I'm taking any glimmer of upside I see. He's not one of those guys that has any of that upside. Yeah, he's he's the kind of guy when you're in a six, you have six rounds, and you're the, you won the league, and you're at the very end of the draft. You're like, oh, Larry Roundtree's there. I remember him. I remember that name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take Larry here. Yeah. So, I've heard of you. Yeah. Come, come join my team. But nothing special. This is no. not worth drafting, really. Uh, would be surprised if he's he's going to be a very late NFL draft pick. If he Seventh gets, round undrafted guy. Yeah. yeah. Could definitely help you know, help a team if they need a team at running back just get up field, yep. but that's it. So yep. let's I move agree. on to Josh Johnson out of Louisiana Monroe, five foot nine, two hundred and twenty pounds. Um, this was a guy that is just just a smaller guy, but thick. Very thick. So yep. kind of like more of like a Doug Martin. Yeah, all oh, the muscle hamster. That's, yeah. not, that's not a terrible That's not a bad comp. I think he, he came in a little bit lighter at, the, at his pro day, 209. So he has dropped a little bit of weight since whatever. Which might be good because yeah. he, he could use a little more speed to his game. So. Yeah, he's not. he wasn't very, like, watch, very, like, uh, 458, just to give you guys a heads up of what he ran. Uh, he ran a 458? 458. Yep. It, wasn't a, it wasn't a speed that really concerned me. It's just like, I don't know, man. Like, here's the thing. If you can't over average over four yards to carry in college, I don't want anything to do with you. And this guy so, averaged three point six yards per carry. Well, last, last year, last year, last year. go back to twenty nineteen though. Uh, twenty nineteen, whole different ball game. Six and a half, and he was over. He almost had thirteen hundred yards. No, but can't, he's got he's got those tiny little hands, so he's not <laughs> catching footballs. You know, it's like uh, how big are his tiny little hands? I don't know. They're tiny. Uh, I, I didn't write it down. I just wrote uh, tiny hands. Oh, all right. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't get a measurement yeah. on him. That's Josh, what I was asking. Josh Johnson was a guy that I I really really liked after his junior campaign. He yeah. was he was a JUCO guy. Had a couple of the things before that you know there were some problems and things like that, but really cleaned himself up. He was actually a guy that we had on one of our film nerds episodes uh, uh, last year, and he I believe he was fifth in the country in rushing yards uh, in that junior campaign. So, I mean, he did a lot of really good things. You saw some decent lateral agility. You saw some decent power, some decent speed. None of them were going to blow you away, but it was all it was all very solid all the way through. Uh, but this year was just 
I mean, everything that could go wrong for Louisiana Monroe did go wrong. The, they literally lost their entire offensive line. Like, the whole team was just in shambles. And, you know, I feel bad for the guy because he went from a guy that I thought could have been, like, you know, snuck into, like, the fifth or sixth running back in this class conversation to... He was on watch list. At the he B- was. The Doak, the Doak um, Walker, the the Maxwell, the, all this stuff that was going into the season. And then, I mean, like you said, like you, you laid out, the, 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 everything that could go wrong went wrong. Then he, you know, it was he, sometime in November, he popped his hamstring and then he missed most of the rest of the season, kind of came back for the last game. But I like a lot of the things that he does. I, like you said, I like his side to side agility. I like a lot of these things. None of them are elite, but I think they're, they're all above average. I mm-hmm. think, I think I, I'm, I don't know what your score is. I can't see it, but I would think most of them are above a, a seven. You know what I mean? Or, or at a seven. There, or there's like a lot that. of, yeah, six and a half, seven, yeah. seven and a half. There's a lot of that. Because I, I think he is a guy that, if given an opportunity, I don't think he's as good as Khalil um, Herbert, but I think he's just like a, a, slight, a slight notch yeah. below him. He, he would be him. one of the, like, because I'm really worried that he won't get drafted at this point, which I think is a very real possibility after yeah. his, his, his past season. However, if he landed on a roster... He's the type of guy that I'm like, okay, fifth round, end of the fourth round. I'm going to throw a dart because I loved what I saw in one one of his seasons, yep. and I hated what I saw in the other season. So given the hope that maybe he's that guy, you know, kind of like a, a poor man's version of what we had with, like, Bryce Love a couple years back, where it's like one season he looked amazing and the other season was hot garbage, you know, there's a chance. So I'm don't take him above the fourth round, but – He's in dart throw. I only watched 2020 films, so that's why maybe I'm just oh, like, oh. Okay, go back and watch yeah. some 19. Try to watch yeah, some 19 I, on him. I was just trying to watch that 2020 stuff. I was like, this is not a prospect I need to get down. But now that you say that, like, okay, the whole the offense. Because at times, when you said that, like, the whole team fell apart, new all, all bad, new offensive line and things, like, sometimes I was like, man, this guy's just trying too much. Like, it's like. Where's trying to patience? put the team on his back. I think he was their best weapon. You know what I mean? I think he was their only weapon yeah. outside of Josh, Josh, Josh Peterson. Peterson. Yeah. Not with a T, with a D. <laughs> like, like, you wait, like, I was like, okay, when I watched him, you mentioned muscle hamster. I was like, okay, this is a guy. When you see him, you're like, oh, he gets a couple carries. When you first start watching tape, like, okay, this is a guy. He's, he's, he's got some, you know, he's got some feet here, and he's got a, he's got some good size. But yeah. I was like, wow, there you go. He got tackled again. Yeah. Oh, there you got. Like, I didn't see anything that, like, Oh, there it is. Like every time it's like you say in 2019 is there, but for 2020, it's like, it's not there. No. Again, he, he averaged 3.6 yards per carry and it showed. Cause when he wasn't breaking any tackles, like there it is. I got you wrapped up and you're done. And for a guy of his stature, when I see that happen for when I watch, like I got out on Josh again, sometimes, sometimes it could be a fault. Like, you, you know, you, you, to be fair on a film study, you should watch as many games as possible. But sure. I had a real hard time getting through this guy's film. I really it, did. It, it was just it can be struggle when when you're seeing the same thing over and over again, and it's it's ugly. Uh, but if you do go back and watch the 19 stuff, you'll I, you'll see much better film. Oh, the check and, it out. And, and that's also hard. You know, when you go back all the way to 2019, and you're like, hey, does this guy still have it, or is this 2020 version of him that the, the more, more recent? Yeah, the more recent stuff is that data the more correct but data? I like to see the upside because yeah. the same thing about Chuba Hubbard, right? We're talking, ooh, 2019, 2020. Yeah. Well, there's upside there because of what he could do there as well. So it's like I would like to see some of the upside, just yeah, just to make sure I'm not missing anything in my dynasty drafts, right? Like I said, even even best case scenario at this point, like fourth round, like so it's still not yeah. somebody that you're taking like. Oh yeah, I'm gonna try to like move him a hub, you know, above Chuba or something like that. Like there just isn't enough there at this point. But James Robinson was going in like the fifth round last year, exactly. And stuff like sixth round, like crazy. You know, you undrafted. never know with some of these exactly. running backs. As long as they have enough contact balance, enough vision, and enough burst, and I think he does, they have, could make it happen. I think he does have enough of all of those things. And combine that with the fact that he was in a small school. Like, who knows what kind of offseason or training or anything sure. that the that these players that that go to these kind of like littler schools had during this COVID, this crazy COVID year. So, who knows? Maybe that played into it, and then Easily and then it just never got they just never got it rolling. So, Josh Johnson of Louisiana Monroe, uh, an upside running back. I mean, Garrett and Matt, who I always trust, think he has some upside. I came away completely unimpressed. I wouldn't draft him whatsoever. But if you guys are saying 2019 was good enough, then he's on a bad team. He popped a hamstring. Like, I'll give it to yeah, him. Check that. a like, game or two out. I will. Check a game or two Josh out. Josh Johnson, double J, you're on my list. Uh, <laughs> let's get our last guy of the show here, and that's Jaquan Hardy out of Tiffin. Uh, this was a late ad by Garrett. 
I watched zero film on uh, Jaquan Hardy, so I have nothing to bring to the table. That's me. Nothing. Knocking on wood. Garrett, tell us about Jaquan Hardy out of Tiffin. Yeah. Ohio. Yeah. Small, small school guy that we have here. Uh, five foot nine, 220 pounds. Yeah. Uh, and he's very interesting because you see that build and you think like, okay, he's going to be pretty powerful and, you know, he's going to have, you know, maybe, maybe some speed to him. And he really, his, his best attribute is his agility. Like he can make guys miss that. Is, that is what he does. Well, his stop start, his, his ability to, to change direction. All of that is really good. The problem is he wasn't outrunning guys at Tiffin. I don't. I definitely don't think he would have been run outrunning guys at the you know, true Division One level. So, so he ended up. Um, he ended up participating in in Toledo's pro day. Oh, did he? I missed that. He okay. did. So he ran a four five flat. What? He ran a six six nine zero in the three. He cone ran a four five four point one zero in the twenty yard shuttle. So he moved pretty well, and he was down to two hundred eleven pounds. Okay. And there were a so lot. So maybe he cut a lot of weight. There were a lot of interested parties. He was having he was having conversations with like the 49ers, a bunch of Interesting. like 18 different teams were there and they were they were all kind of interested in this small school guy. So he huh. is uh, I think a little bit hotter of a commodity than we've we are letting yeah. on here. Yeah. So so I mean I think he does some nice things like you said. I, I think his lateral agility is probably his top thing. He does play with a little bit of power, but sometimes can get too yeah. high and get pushed back, but I think that's He definitely part has of his, a lot of fight in him. Yeah, he 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 fights for extra yards definitely. Um Rich Rich, what do you think of this guy? <laughs> this is a guy who our producer Jared Wackerly was like, "Hey, let's add yeah. uh Quan Hart to this. He's a, he's a fast rising prospect." And I'm like, "Okay." And then I just never, I forgot that he was added. Yeah. So I didn't do my no, due no big deal. But eight, like eighteen different teams were there at his pro day. I mean, at Toledo's pro day, and they were all checking in on this guy. So nice. the NFL has taken notice of this guy. I think I think he's got some nice tools, and the numbers that he put up were pretty impressive. I am shocked at the four five. I know that you are. I can see the look on your face. Your jaw has dropped. Your eyelids are way up, and wow. and you look shocked. We gotta check. Well, he's on my radar. Now. He's a hard I'll, guy. I'll to, he's a it. hard guy to find tape on he because is. it's Tiffin. You know what I mean? So there's very limited stuff to go look at and find uh, yeah, out in the universe. Yeah, admittedly, I, I saw two games or yeah. no, I saw a game, a full game, a Matt Waldman breakdown. Right. Uh, I saw and the same two highlight tapes. Yeah, exactly. That's what you're going to get is a bunch of highlight tapes, which never paints the best picture because right. that's the highlight tapes. You know what I mean? It's you can't have a picture than no picture. <laughs> <laughs> so go out and look at broken it. TV. Well, yeah. I mean, I like, I like his times that you gave me. And I like the fact that there's 18 scouts there to kind of watch him. So Jaquan Hardy out of Tiffin, you know, like, like me was in my radar. Now he should be on all of your radar as well, because yeah. again, just, just the mystery there with the good numbers, mm-hmm. It's enough to put him above a lot of these other turd running backs that are on this list anyways. We mentioned a very uh, a below average to average running back class. Mm-hmm. So if you have a guy like this, this is the kind of guy that could you know, beat out the rest. I'll take it. I'll take yep. it and get this point. So that's it for this. Uh, we got one more show coming up, the Nerd Herd Show. Uh, again, if you don't know a Nerd Herd member, now is the best time to join the Nerd uh, as you get ready for your rookie drafts and you start preparing yourself it, it, it's not just about these rookie breakdowns. It's about the nerd score. It's about the rankings. It's about the Dynasty Nerds film room. We offer the best film room in the business today. We have all 22 tape. We just added a ton of all 22 on Michael Carter and Javante Williams there as well for the running back classes. We have a ton of that there. That's all in the Dynasty Nerds film room on Dynasty Nerds, a part of the Nerd Herd. You get access to the Dynasty GM, the best tool in the business to help manage all your Dynasty teams this offseason, Dynasty Nerds has so much to offer for the price of a cup of coffee. We're going to give you all the tools you need, not to only dominate your regular season, but more importantly, the offseason as well in Dynasty Fantasy Football. So get to DynastyNerds.com. All this is free to try out and check it out for a couple of days by just sign up at DynastyNerds.com. No credit cards, no questions asked. Just get there, check it out. We're going to help you dominate your Dynasty Leagues. Can't wait to uh, break down this last batch of rookie running backs. So we're going to jump into the receivers Ooh. next week because we have about three weeks of receivers to break down here. Mm. And the reason being, we mentioned earlier, this is a very, very talented wide receiver class. It is. There is the differential between one and six isn't as far off as running back one and running back six by any means. You no, know? no. It, even, even preparing like our list of guys to go through, I had 10 guys left that I was like, 
shoot, should we do one more wide receiver week? Like, <laughs> we're, I don't know. We're going to run out of time, though. Yeah, <laughs> and that, that was the problem. And I was like, nope, got to keep it to three weeks. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll get you covered there. Uh, we'll be breaking down these running backs in the next episode. So make sure to check it out, dinosaurs.com. Of course, check out our YouTube channel. Like it, subscribe it, hit that notifications button. You can watch us talk Dynasty Fantasy Football. Uh, Garrett just did an interview with Mike, the hitman right, yeah. from the Fantasy Footballers. Nice. That just went up today on our Dynasty YouTube channel. So, again, if you enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy what we do, we're bringing a lot of – we're trying to bring up not only the podcast to YouTube, but a lot of extra content as well. we got some other good interviews lined up. we got uh, – we got Kyle Matt, Yates coming Kyle on. Kyle Yates, uh, Matt Harmon, Danny Kelly, uh, Connor Rogers from from Bleacher Report. So, yeah, we have some good ones coming up. Yeah, so a lot of content we got to get out there. And, of course, once we have time to get off of all this rookie scouting, this summer we'll be pushing a lot of extra content uh, content as well on Dynasty yep. Nerds' uh, YouTube channel. So check that out. Again, it helps support the site. And another way to help the support the site as well, of course, if you have the time and the opportunity and an iPhone, Leave us a rating and review on iTunes. We appreciate it. It really helps out the show and keeps us at the top. So appreciate Nerd Herd. Let's get in this Nerd Herd episode. Let's do it. Adios. Bye,